It's time for the Team Bear Sports Podcast. podcast i am kevin i'm here with jackson no tim today tim is having a little uh technical difficulties his his internet company is shit in the bed i don't know it's uh it's been a been a constant issue for tim i I think we need to get that fixed what do you think jackson you know i worked in arizona he has cox internet provider it is the worst like they are the worst sending out emails to if you have like a cox email um, their emails would always bounce. I'm not surprised that he's having this. Like I mean, they suck. And they just the good. just the name alone should kind of yeah I, tell I, you that I, the quality I, I is not going to be the best. I, there's a lot you can go with it. Absolutely, a lot, lot of a lot of directions you can go, and they're all dirty. Um, but Jackson, you just got back from a wedding. Just got and, back from Cancun. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So how was, awesome. was it? How was it? Was it good? Oh, it was great. Um. Not terribly too sunburned, um, 75 degrees, which was actually a little chilly. Um, beautiful apart, like beautiful hotel. It was a great wedding. You know, drank too much, ate too much, but um, I mean that's how you got to do it when you're at a yeah all inclusive Mexican I mean, restaurant. I was just saying Mexican the, restaurant, <laughs> Mexican resort. Oh my god! Like the, even like the activities they had, they were awesome. Like. Um, the gym that they had was like a legit gym. There's like three different levels to their gym. Um, it wasn't like a regular hotel gym. Like they had like full on like weight sets and upstairs they had machines and then they had like an athletic room with like punching bags. And then above that there was like tennis courts. Um, I saw two iguanas. That was kind of cool. Iguanas are pretty cool. Like they are, they're, they're quick. I, they were big. Were they they big ones or? They were they were like medium size. Mm. They did not move from anybody. They they owned it. I almost stepped on one. Um, I was like, oh shit, that's an iguana. And the next day, we even saw a bigger one. Um, there was I mean, a lot well, of stray. There was a lot of. Name, st- you had to name one of them Jub Jub, right? It had to be. Joe Jub Jub. A lot of stray animals though, from the beach, uh-huh. walking into, the complex a lot of cats a lot of dogs there were some stray dogs walking in there you go like, they're like uh they're like you can take them along with you as you enter or as you leave you know, like a parting leave gift mexico or a, take a cat yeah a parting gift from um the resort. so our resort was not by where the rest of the major hotels are it, it, this is still a major hotel and this place is a 10 out of 10 if you're mm-hmm. gonna go there go I, we're at the ritz royalton brand new go there it's gorgeous so definitely the staff was unbelievable um they took a lot of good safety measures if you're into that um and you know they still had fun but you're 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 not by their other resorts or, or the downtown part of cancun which i was fine with i wasn't going out there anyway so when you go there there's like a bunch of like swamp land surrounding it and like jungles mm-hmm. and i guess it's all crocodile-infested swamps. That is 
awesome yet scary at the same time getting yeah. going to a place knowing that you're just going to get shit housed and then if you stumble out of there you're going to be you could be crocodile food you technically could i mean you would have to get really super drunk to go the opposite way from the ocean like leave the resort and just go that way i mean i've gone some pretty far places on my feet thinking that i'm just you know yeah I'm not, I'm not sober enough to do that, but I, I didn't know crocodiles lived in that part of Mexico. I, I would um, not expect that. I mean, I know Cancun's fairly far south. I thought they'd been more south, you know, closer like Central America. Um, but yeah, I was definitely every morning I'd like look out and like looking in the swampland. I, I didn't see any, but they're out there. The the guys on our tour bus said or our our van from the airport. Mm-hmm. They're like, yeah, they're out there. We've seen them. Well, that is awesome yet terrifying. Um, I'm glad I, you had I a good... I thought I wanted to go out wrestling them and bring them back as a wedding gift. That, you know, I think then you could take back your original wedding gift and then, because that just trumps whatever you're going to give them. You don't want to give them, you know, some crappy wedding gift. And then because the alligator or the crocodile is going to outshine it. So that's a good idea. You know, you it's know? very, very nice of you to think about the uh, the bride and groom. With, yeah, the, with the gator. Yeah, I think about stuff like that. Yeah. Well, you could you could just make it in anything. You could you know carve it up. You can make shoes out of it. A purse. No, handbag. no, no. It's a, no, it's a pet. Okay, or a pet too. Pet, pet too. Lives, That's probably the number one it, option. It lives in the the you know the bathtub. I'm not yeah, gonna kill crocodile. I love crocodiles. Back to Illinois. That's that's where uh, alligators or crocodiles that's, thrive. That's where they thrive. You know, you just throw it in the bathtub and you feed it like chicken. <laughs> that sounds like a awesome idea. What next go next time you go down there, next time, next time you're down there, or anyone's down there, they got to bring home a, a crocodile. Yeah, yeah. Well, here but just for I just, did miss the big news though. I mean, I saw on Twitter the Bears have a new head coach. Yes, yes. Uh, this is like, I mean, for t- Tim not being here, this was just like the craziest week of all weeks in terms of bear new bear news. We have uh, new coaches, new assistant coaches, people not being hired in certain spots. But yes, the Bears got. Matt Eberflus as their new head coach. Mm-hmm. And we made hired. fun of him a lot last week. Eber poop. Absolutely. I heard a lot of uh, even flow. Uh, even flow. Even okay. flow jokes on sports radio here in Chicago. Obviously, the Eddie Vedder connection in Chicago. Um, but, yeah, Matt Eberflus hired by Ryan Poles. It, it sounded like this was his hire. Not, yep, it was. Not yep. pushed by uh, Bill Polian or George or Ted or whoever. Um, so that was good to hear that it was still his hire. Like he came out and said, no, this is the guy did his extensive research, whatever. But, um, so just for initial reaction, when you heard the news, Jackson, what were you thinking? Um, nah, it wasn't the guy I wanted. You know, I was, I was leaning more toward Quinn as we talked about. Um, you know, I think going forward, I think, you know, you know, like to be like you, um, it's kind of wait and see. Like you can't kind of wait and see. Judge. You know, like yeah, he's not the sexy hire. He's not the one that we wanted. He's not Jim Harbaugh, who's now staying at Michigan. Um, he's not Dan Quinn, who is interviewing really well. He's not Caldwell, who is the has you know, been to been to multiple Super Bowls. Yeah, like, and the the um, what you call it, the offensive mind. This is a guy who's a defensive minded coach. Which I think I, I like personally. Um, he's never been a head coach at any level, including NFL, college, or even high school. That definitely 
Sounds too familiar. Um, I get the whole Ryan and Matt jokes. You know, obviously it was like it was funny like once, and then like once yeah, I heard in the press like, conference someone bring it up, I'm like, all right, it's overplayed, guy. It's that's not a question. Like, we get it. Those aren't. That's not a correlation. Right. It's like it's they're two very common names. <laughs> yeah. Wow. A white guy named Matt. <laughs> Never heard of that before. Um, I don't think. Yeah, there's nothing to read into that. And, and people who are who are like that, those are just like meatball questions. You know, I, what I did read about and what I heard about him is making football simple, right? Yeah. I'm only going to be focusing on the head coaching spot. Defense that was, cor- that's what I like to hear. Um, defense coordinators will be calling the defense so I can pay attention to the game with inside the game. Which is what Matt Nagy did not do at no. all. And when it, 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 the ironic thing was when he wasn't playing, call, like calling his own plays, he would, they were winning games. It's just that ego that he had, you know, it, it wasn't like, ego. it wasn't like an outward ego, like pump his chest, like blah, blah. It was just like in his own head ego. Like I have to prove that I am this it, literally stubbornness at his Absolutely. most finest example. And like, I'm not an idiot. Nag- I know we need I remember to remember Nagy. I mean, I remember Robinson making a play this year. It's a tough catch, but on the replay, you know, they, you could clearly see he made a catch refs waited off, but he was standing right there. And so he just threw the challenge flag and he goes, you know, if I was calling plays, I would have been thinking about a player or two at ahead of time advance. I never would have saw that play and I never would have called it. I'm like, that's the point. You literally just answered your own question of why you're struggling making play calls. So I like that Eberflus is stepping back from that, you know, let him get a different perspective of the game. I think him being everyone kind of rags on defensive coaches, not being able to coach quarterbacks, which, you know, I thought about this and I guess fields was asked this and fields had the exact same thought that I was thinking is I think a defensive coach can bring different tool sets to help a young Yeah, he can like explain from the defensive perspective what what they're going to try to do to trick you, and especially in coverages or blitz packages. Well, and I, I yeah, and I I think that I know you mentioned that we all mentioned that Quinn was our number one, I believe, uh, on last episode. But I guess he was leaning that way hard. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, But from the second interview, it reports showed that uh, Quinn didn't really have a kind of plan for fields he just kind of said that oh i'm gonna bring in this guy and he's gonna handle it like kevin o'connell o'connell or whoever would be his guy where Eberflus came out and said like I, this is my plan with fields like as a coach blah 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 and then obviously you're gonna have a coordinator going over it so it, it sounds like Eberflus not only can give that defensive perspective for fields but he also has something right else plan just like and, and i think that's the, the issue run. that's the issue i think of being so offensive minded in the league being guided by offense right now is that, you know, we don't think about the defense can actually help a quarterback, right? If it's third and five, right, this is the packages they could be throwing at you, right? This is what I would do to game plan you, right? I might drop a safety into like drop a linebacker into coverage to disguise a blitz or to like, I might show blitz and then, you know, drop a linebacker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I might sometimes switch to a three, four to, you know, disguise things or bring in an extra pass rusher. You know, maybe I'll sneak in a corner blitz, you know, whatever it is that coach, like not having 
and that's disappointing from Quinn, you know, to not think about stuff like that. And I think Eberflus thinking that way, like how my defense and experiences can help the offense grow. That's huge. Yeah. I, I think it's a new age of thinking. Definitely. And like, I, I know that they, over this past week, they had the, uh, polls and Eberflus, um, not interview, but the, what do you call it? Media coverage. And, uh, in that, he mentioned some thing, some great things. Uh, I came out of that feeling much better about yeah, Eberflus. Like I was neutral about him, kind of like you, um, just because like you don't really you, can, you don't know. Um, it's easy but to I definitely pick up came, a guy's name. Yeah, I, I came out of that fe- feeling much more confident about both polls and um, Eberflus. I would say that if I had to say I was lower on one than the other, I was higher on polls and lower on Eberflus. Um, but definitely nothing nothing of that came negatively from either Eberflus or Poles in you know, my I've, eyes. I've heard that in a few other podcasts. And then when they talk about Eberflus, it, it flips. So I, I don't think it's like, again, like you said a month ago, I'm not going to get overhyped. I'm just going to have to wait and see and see what the product is. I still think, you know, the bears are probably a year or two away from really competing. Um, now, do I think they can win the division if like, Aaron Rodgers leaves town. They could. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but you know, going eight and nine or nine and eight into the playoffs and losing the front first row or first round, is that really competing? Yeah. You it's it's like, one, one step higher. The bears have gotten with Nagy and pace, you know? Yeah. Um, like if that's the case. You know, I don't even think I would want, you know, to be in that situation to make the playoffs. Right, because you're not going to get a draft pick. Yeah, it's, uh, you don't want to be in that no man's land. Like, there's such a wide like range of no man's land in the NFL. It's like yeah, you want to make the playoffs, but you don't want to be out in the first round. But you don't want to like and here's loot, the thing. win if, so many games that you're not in. If they win the division next year, and like they're still a below average team, like they're going to get a first place schedule. And yeah. if they're not ready to compete yet. As a nine and eight team, you're a lot, it's like it's not kind like of what the you Bears want. Last year, they got a second place schedule, and they had to play the Tampa Bay Buccaneers again. Yeah, did not go over well. Be, this third place schedule this upcoming year will be, hopefully, obviously, all teams bounce back and whatever. But yeah, um, it's it's better. It's better that we finish third. Not, I mean, I know we don't have a first round draft pick, which would have been nice, but I am happy. I'm. Happy that we are having that third place schedule for that reason. We're not no, going to be playing any heavy hitters. Like if they dominate, we, you know, if they look like a team like who can compete, that's that's a different story, right? But yeah, I think they are in that range of eight and nine, nine and eight, maybe seven and ten range if we're being realistic, and that's even if Rogers leaves. Um, mm-hmm. and I don't think that's a bad place to be, right? I, I think if you're going to commit to a short rebuild, then you do it, right? And I think Poles kind of alluded to that. What I was reading is that, the one, he wants to build through the draft, right? He said something yep. that free agency is a tool, right? And I think there's been times where the Bears have gotten over-aggressive on free agency, um, and it's kind of burned them. It, 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 there are times where, yes, it, it did pay off, um, but it has burned them. And, you know, do you draft back, get get 
a lot of good draft picks in, let's say, the third or second, third, fourth round. And you just build up that roster. You know, I was listening to someone today and they were like, do you possibly trade a Montgomery so you don't deal with that contract for a second second contract on a running back? And it's just like, shit, I never thought about that. I mean, you're seeing you're seeing what a team can do when they build with the draft. It's funny you have such polar opposites in the upcoming Super Bowl with the Bengals who have built everything pretty much through the draft and yeah. through, you know, good scouting and all that. And then the Rams on the flip side don't have a first round pick till twenty twenty four and I don't and think anyone on their team one. has been drafted drafted by the Rams. And I don't think they've had a draft pick since what, twenty fifteen, twenty sixteen? Yeah, I think like, Cooper Cup might have been the like is the only guy that I can think of that was drafted by them. But he wasn't a first round draft pick. Being... I don't think their first round no, draft pick no. was Jared Golf, right? It was something weird like that. I think I think so, but uh, I know. So just from that press conference that you were uh, referencing, and that was the word I was looking for a press conference earlier. I couldn't, the tip of my tongue. Uh, some other things that I liked. I guess I want to just quickly go back to what Iberflus said during the press conference is that he's mentioned that he is going to be. Um, switching to a four-three defense. Now I'm. I don't we really have any problems with it. We briefly talked about it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't really have any problems with it. I know that Khalil Mack has played both in a four-three and a three-four. Mm-hmm. So just from all, all every, and Quinn. So the only thing, the only person that's really like the odd man out, at least on the uh, front line, is it looks like it's going to be Eddie Goldman, since obviously you don't need a tried and true nose tackle and the I way mean, that he played last year I i'm not guess, necessarily upset i mean if goldman can't make the move from nose tackle to defensive tackle that's a huge issue right and yeah. now the issue is okay if you're gonna go to a four three and you don't have a good interior line you're gonna your second round draft pick now better become a defensive tackle a d tackle yeah yeah Right. I mean, like, I think they, now, they have a lot of young guys Eberflus, that Eberflus played Eberflus well. Is now our number one. I think we go get a defensive tackle now. That could be. I mean, I know that another uh, compliment to Eberflus's coaching style was that he adapts to his players. So he's not trying oh, like to. Someone else didn't fit, do? Fit a, yeah, exactly. He's not trying to shove a square peg into a round hole. He's like, oh, I got. You know these guys on my team, so hey, I'm gonna design my defense. And even though he's not calling the plays, but whatever, he'll be working obviously with the coordinator. Um, you know, just understand that he had he, go with his strengths, not the weaknesses. Don't don't try and uh, lean don't on just, your cornerbacks. Yeah, if you or, don't have them. Or do you? Or my favorite Matt Nagy. Like, no matter what, have the players do your game plan, not adjust your game plan to the players. Exactly. So this yeah. is, that's another, that's more positives from I mean, just hearing you, about Eberflus. There are a few issues with the four three. Um, it, I think it's just more personnel and how you adjust. Do you? You're gonna need another linebacker, mm-hmm. right? You might need two. Um, and our linebackers just, are already old. At, like to start with Trevathan and uh, Ogletree, so it's Trevathan's gone. Yeah. I mean cap space do you sign do you sign like a like a nathan vanderbosch free agent do you do that you know he didn't, play as, he didn't play as much in dallas uh this past year i mean not as much as the others have do you go after someone like that you know to play outside linebacker um 
you know, can he adjust to a, a, a four, three, you know, can, I, I think Roquan will be fine. It's going to be a little bit more challenging because I know how they, they're going to start running that Tampa two. So that cover mm-hmm. two, and like how Urlacher used to do, used to, you know, take that deep part of the, the secondary out. Um, I'm thinking you know, that he'll, he'll, he'll be like the Briggs. He'll be like the will backer in that. In no, that. he's going to be, he's going to be, he's going to be Mike. You think so? Yeah, I'm thinking thinking he'll be more Will. He'll be a Mike. Um, You know, uh, I mean, his pass coveraging is fairly good. I mean, I could see them spending money on offensive line. And... Well, that brings up the... Actually, what what I was going to say with Poles' point was that one of the things that he mentioned numerous times in his in the press conferences that he wants to build up the o-line and that he he wants to see the intensity from the o-line he 100%. mentioned that that was the he didn't see the part. he didn't see the o-line yep. you know going protecting fields and like setting a tone um you know like we saw with tevin jenkins when fields got knocked out of bounds and and then fetty he got the penalty for getting yeah. Exactly. Well, so it's like good the, to see that it was like the our Cleveland former Browns line game, GM is right. It was a Cleveland excited. Browns game. No one helped him up. No, like and thrown the to the that, ground every play, and that, no one helped him up. So I, I'm just that just makes me hopeful that like that is his big priority because when's the last time we've seen just like a solid like we don't like okay we don't have to worry about the O line this game. Oh, you know at least our parts of the O line. It's been probably been the lovey years. I mean. I, I mean, we've just how many? We could just go down the list and name like the the liabilities in the O line. You have the Effetis, the Jamarcus Webbs, the Gabe Karimis, the Jermon Bushrods, or oh, just, we've gotten so many players. We could literally liabilities on the O line podcast on O line like <laughs> O line busts. Oh my god, O line busts. Either we'd be here, we'd be here all agency. night. We'd be here all night. It would be it'd be a disaster. <laughs> Like I might get drunk on that show. So that that is like that is the one of the things from Paul's portion of the press conference that I was excited to hear. I mean, I know that a lot of a lot of fans of NFL don't know much about the O line or it's not a very sexy thing to, you know, hype up a team on. You want to be like, Oh, we got this receiver or like, you know, we wanna talk about fields and all that, but it all starts with the O line. It all starts with the big guys up front. It does. You gotta be able to move people around. You got to be able Montgomery, to protect. And if we keep Montgomery and, you know, he's a big part of our offense next season, like you you want to have a good old line to, you know, not only push or protect fields, but to make those hold for Montgomery. I really think there are probably two people, maybe three, uh, if you believe in Tevin Jenkins, um, who are untouchable on this team. Mm-hmm. I think that it is <clears throat> number one is Justin Fields. Number two is uh, Roquan Smith. Those are probably the only two guys who are safe. Maybe Darnell Mooney. Maybe Darnell Mooney. Yeah, yeah. Maybe Mooney. Maybe, maybe Jenkins. But yeah, I, I I agree. I think that Fields and Roquan, they're your two. They're your corners, like, ch- chess pieces on either side of the, the yep. football that you are building around. You know, I would not be surprised if they did trade away. Uh, Dave Montgomery, I would, I'm not advocating for that. I'm not saying that they should, but if I they would be do, surprised if they trade Mac, Mac, Eddie Jackson, um, Robert Quinn, because eventually they're going to need draft picks. 
right? If, yes. if they're going to be committed to building through the draft, which we have always said, you're going to have to get some draft capital. Yeah, I think I think that's the route they're going to either they're either going to go or eventually their hands going to be forced and have to go because yep. they're they're the way that they're discussing of how they're going to build the team up is or why they hired Eberflus, Eberflus, excuse me, is that he's able to coach up these guys, you know, coach up the defense. He he started with um I was going to say Kawhi Leonard, but obviously that's not him. What's his name? The linebacker from the Colts. Oh, Darius uh, Leonard. Yeah, yeah. Darius, Darius Leonard, like he wasn't, you know, a top five linebacker pick. Like he was picked by the Colts and he's coached up. Obviously he has tremendous skill and talent, but he's the best linebacker in the NFL to some people. We're going to take Roquan, obviously, but they need to get just bodies and talent on this team because you kind of know what you got with Plus who's on the roster now. There's a not a young man's game. Absolutely. Like there's very few pieces, you know, like that you can really say that I don't really know what I'm going to get from this guy or like he hasn't reached his potential. Like Thomas Graham is someone that you might want to stick around just based off of what you've seen. That might be intriguing to uh, Eberflus because of what he might have seen the last couple games. I mean, on the defensive end, like maybe a couple of those tackles like Tonga played well. And that other um, lineman whose name is eluding me right now. Um, oh, but on the offensive side of the ball, Gilman or whatever his name is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gilmore, yeah. I think. Um, and on the offensive side of the ball, Gibson. like Jenkins, Gibson. Gibson. Thank you. Yes, that's what it is. Then on the offensive side of the ball, like Mooney, Fields, like you still kind of you kind of know more with Mooney than you do with Fields. And then right. Jenkins, you know, like you I said, don't like think, really. I don't think Mooney, Mooney is safe at all. I mean, I think he he no, makes sense, but I I wouldn't be surprised. He'll if he probably stay, him. but yeah. Yeah, and like there's there's no one on the team other than like the the people that we mentioned, and and I would throw Jenkins in there as well. That I would be like upset that we ha- that we trade away. I would understand and like have the faith in our GM and mm-hmm. uh, team I, I think it's, that they're you know, making a, a lot of people were worried about the polls um, hiring in the sense that he was only been with Kansas City, but like we talked about last week is that he's been in different departments. He's learned under new GMs. You know, I think Ryan Pace was so set on creating New Orleans that became such a detriment, right? Like, hey, I ha- I need my Drew Brees. I need my Jimmy Graham. I need my Darren Sproles, whatever. And it just never happened. And he was so set on that. I think, you know, when I read about polls, is like how he looks at offensive linemen, right? He looks at like... Mm-hmm their body definition of like where they're strong, where they're weak, where they're powerful, looking at like how they finish plays, right? How they like Eberflus is the same way. Like Eberflus has gotten a lot of respect from like, um, who's our old defensive coordinator under the last years of the uh, or not the side, oh, um, uh, under Lovey Pagano. Smith, under Lovey Chuck Smith. Pagano? No, he was oh, defense uh, coordinator under Lovey. Um, Marinelli or um, starts with an M. Oh, Rod the, Marinelli. Yeah, Rod, Rod Marinelli. Marinelli. Um, and Marinelli has done a lot of work with the Bears front office. You know, he was the one who wanted Bruce Arians instead of Mark Trestman. Um, you know, that same. I think they're the, what you're going to see from pay. What you're going to see from polls and what you're going to see from Eberflus is that they want people who hustle, 
buy then buy into the system look out for your teammates be smart and like be optimistic right it, like yes are those it, all cliche things in any sport it's yeah very coachy talk but like if it's it works, true yeah Right? It's not, yeah, it's not like they're all lies. This was a team that didn't pick up Justin Fields after he got sacked. This was a team that couldn't create turnovers for the past three years. Right? This is a team mm-hmm. that doesn't finish plays. Like, what what did the Chicago Bears right now? It's not like they were a team that was like in the NFC Championship game for the past couple of years, and now they have a new coach. It's like, hey, we know how to win. We do, you're just here to get us that next step. These guys don't know how to win. No, they need what the, is so they, great they need about that. What is so great about your game? Because you've never won a playoff game. You've only won your division once. You barely got into the wild card. It's almost like they're, they got to unlearn mm-hmm. rather than like be taught stuff. They, they got to unlearn everything they right. did under Nagy. And, and that, like account, accountability, like all that small stuff that, you know, the hey, your quarterback got knocked on their ass, like, pick him up and then go find find the guy who did it and get in his face. Or how about, like, it's weird now that there's some, like, revisionist history with, like, Lovey Smith, you know? Because I remember a lot of Bear fans were also tired of Lovey, right? Yeah. But, like, Lovey players love Lovey, right? And, like, people forget, like, Lovey had more, like, losing seasons than he did winning seasons. But, mm. um... I think that's just how we look at. The, I I think as an American culture, we always look at the past like, oh, it was way better. Than. Yeah, yeah, rose tinted glasses. Like, man, Lovey Smith. Yeah. And then but and then like, and then we get the he got fired teams, after a ten and six season. Those teams thing. were like the defenses were always respected, right? Like they finished plays. Like they turned over the ball. They like the offense, the defense to offense off of turnovers. Um, I think that's what Bear fans miss and. Like, just like the pride, like tr- you and you saw that happen with like the Trustman, like no one picked up the fumble like, again in 2013 against Green Bay. Like they didn't preach yeah. that. That does not happen the year before under Lovey Smith. Someone falls on that ball. You know, and, the next year they're even worse. I know, well, and the and we know like if this brand, if this style of football. I mean, this isn't why he got hired or anything, but if this style of football wins in Chicago, like this is like, this is like Chicago football fan bread and butter, you know, punching out footballs and getting physical and running the ball, like just, you know, finishing plays. Like that's, that's, that's meatball football and Chicago likes meatball football. I know. If it, if it ends up winning us games and taking us far in the playoffs, you know, I don't care that we're not throwing for 500 yards a game, but. So I you will know, say this. You gotta wait and see. I hope Eberflus is the guy. I hope he has a great career. I hope he stays here for you know 15 years and you know takes us to the playoffs, wins us a Super Bowl, and there's just some consistency, like a gold standard. Um, I will say this. This is an interesting stat that's not on his side. It's mostly on the front office with um, with George McCaskey. So this is George McCaskey's involvement. I'm saying this loosely because I know he wasn't, he didn't hire Eberflus, but he also didn't hire Nagy. But he's, this is his fourth head coach, right? Tressman, uh, Fox, or when did, uh, I guess, I guess you could say 
you know, Lovey, because he was there in 2011. So I'll put Lovey in there. So five out of 17. There's been 17 head coaches in Bear history, right? So George has been involved with, let's see, let's do the math. 29% of the Bears coaches in Bears history has been under George McCaskey. Isn't that crazy? That is, well, and then if you look at, like, just, if you just look at, I'm not even going to count Lovey. I'm just going to count the, for starting from trust. So then it's, and so then it's at, 23%. So, so it's, it's the 20-ish percent. And if you take, exclude Lovey, that's not a lot of wins in that group of a lot coaches of, that has been a part of right. George if McCaskey. Like a, if you always look regime. at the pie chart, that's like cut in like fours. Like he would have like a, a huge quadrant to himself and not a long time period, right? Of less than 10 years. Yeah. You know, I hope. Well, I mean, we got to be hopeful, Jackson. Yeah. Like I can't, I'm not going to get, you know, I talked to my buddy today. He, he texted me. He also lives in DC. He's like, what do you think? And I'm like, you know, I was kind of against it, but I'm kind of like liking it. You know, he says, he says to be doing the right things. I think they want to be smart through the draft, smart through free agency have accountability. I heard polls is going to like look into a lot of like analytic and it'll be like a lot more analytical thinking, yeah, um, build up the analytics department. I guess the Chicago's had like the Chicago analytics department was like way smaller compared to other organizations. And you know, it, he, it, you gotta, th- you gotta think like if you're, if you're not doing something that other teams are doing and you're not winning, like why would you just, why aren't you doing you know, that? If you can't beat them, join right. them kind of deal. Yeah. You know, he's bringing in an assistant GM from Philadelphia. Um, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, we don't know much about him, but it's got to be he nice. Helped, to just like, he helped build that that those Eagles teams. Um, yeah. But you and also you know, want someone to do like all that by yourself. So. Yeah, you can't do it all by yourself. You need someone else in the room to help evaluate and to like question. Yeah, am I saying this right? Like, am I like right. am I crazy thinking that this guy should be picked here? Am I full of shit? Should we make this trade? It's it's not bad always to have a second, you know, opinion on things. Um, with Eberflus, you know, I like the accountability. I like making football basic, right? Yes, you should always gang tackle. You should always be mm. trying to force, you know, turnovers. You know, Eberflus sounds like he wants to run the fucking ball. Yeah. <laughs> Especially as like year one as a coach, like if that's just how we start, like you could obviously expand on things, but like just to start with that baseline of accountability, being aggressive, going like hitting the floor and the balls on the ground, stuff like that. Like that's what this team needs. So if it doesn't need to be that's cute, what, if that's what we're starting out, and I will no, absolutely, and not. I will be interested to see what happens. I've heard this before and it keeps popping up. I don't think it will happen, but I won't be surprised if it does. Like I've said this on this podcast, the whole Allen Robinson thing. I would not be surprised if he signs a deal with the bears because one, he's not going to get anything on the market as much. Now he could go to like a team that wants to win now and they need a wide receiver. That's fine. However, he's not going to get the big, big pay. However, he really did not like Ryan pace. In the front office. Yeah, you, he's, had, he's had multiple tweets saying or like implying that. You know, him and Nagy, I think Nagy kind of screwed up his relationship by not giving Fields time with him in the spring and in the summer, which we were like, mm-hmm. why why aren't they getting time together? Um, 
you know, does a new Brian Poles kind of not just look at Allen Robinson, but like the whole new team. Like, do you know what? There's a new sheriff in town. And what was working before clearly wasn't working. We got to try something new. And he clearly likes Chicago. Like, the, I think it has a good relationship with the fans, like, at least before this season. So I wouldn't, I mean, I I wouldn't be surprised yeah. as well, but I would also wouldn't be surprised if like he replaced he goes to like Green Bay to like replace Devontae Adams or something like that. Like yeah. just some a team that I mean, especially, if Rogers, good, especially if Rodgers leaves. Yeah, yeah, like I wouldn't be surprised if he goes Devontae to like a, a middling team or like a team that's not expected to be, you know, yeah, great. He's, he's, he's like the Jets or something like that. Yeah. Giants. Yeah. We'll see. But let's Just let's giants. talk staff because they hired three staffers in the past two days, which has been great. Yeah, just go down the list and just uh, so rattle Luke off Getsby, who the Bears have signed over the week. Luke Getzby is our new offensive coordinator. He was the Green Bay Packers uh, quarterback coach. Uh, we have Chris Morgan is the new offensive line coach from the Pittsburgh Steelers, and we have Alan Williams, the new defensive coordinator. He was the safeties coach in Indianapolis. So Williams, Morgan, Getsky, big dogs today. I'm guessing I'm guessing that Luke Getsy is obviously the more like prominent hire out of all those, like just because he is the offensive coordinator, he's the head honcho running the offense. He has to be the one head, grooming head Justin. Coach. Yeah, I I, I think I like it. I like it, but there are some things I'm a little worried about. You know, he was kind of like third or fourth on that totem pole. You know, it was more the floor, their offensive coordinator, and then him. You're you have Aaron Rodgers. Like, how much can you coach Aaron Rodgers? You know, I think that's a valid thing to be worried about. Um, you know, obviously learning from Rodgers probably helps his game too, and what to look for and what not to look for. Um. And it seems that he had a good relationship with Rodgers. Like, Rodgers liked him. He wasn't just some guy that worked with him. So yeah. that is also And it's a guy from the Packers organization where it's just like, okay, what's how do they do things? Right. How do they run Yeah, and, and you're taking practices? them away. So it's like. Right. You know, how do mm. they run offensive practice? How do they de- de- look at film? Um, how do they train? Right. I get it's only a quarterback's coach, but quarterback's coaches sit in those offensive meetings all day. You know, they're the they're the right hand man of the offensive coordinator. Yeah, and, and if if he can develop a offense and you know just work with Justin and do the just do the everything opposite that Matt Nagy did and work towards his strengths, like that's what you need next year. Yeah, I, I can, just think the biggest red flag is the biggest red flag is just like how much do you really need to coach Aaron Rodgers? Right. Like yeah. how much, how much of been, a say, how much of a say did he have in those rooms? Yeah. He's been other places, obviously, but green Bay has been where he's been multiple, multiple right. stops in green Bay. And that he's been with, uh, when you're Alan with Aaron Rodgers, it's the biggest point. Right. Alan, Alan Williams. Williams. I like this one. I, I mean, I like it too, just because it's the same, Defense, like the same kind of the fact that him and Iberfus work together, like you don't really have to build a relationship with them. You can kind of just like start day one 
and kind of they should already I hopefully be on the same think, page. I also think having a safeties coach gives you a different perspective than like a linebackers <laughs> coach. Yeah, we need if they if you can coach up our safeties a little bit oh, more, that'd man. be that'd be great too. Keep an extra eye you know, on them, give a little more. Can you get Eddie if Eddie up. Jackson doesn't get traded and you know we have Eddie on our roster, can you get Eddie Jackson back to that 2018-2019 person? You know, that'd be great. Um and obviously like the Bears haven't really been running that much of cover two the past couple of years, so you're gonna need someone to teach them cover two. Yeah. And then Chris Morgan, and who's, who's you know, Chris Morgan, yeah, new offensive line coach. Obviously, he probably has the biggest task outside of anybody, and that's protecting Justin Fields, right? You have a young offensive line, like we've said a million times before, with Borum and Jenkins. You know, Peters is gone. You know, you're going to have to coach and develop these guys. You know, what are you going to do with the middle part of your? Um, your line, you know, do they move someone inside? Do they go out and get a tackle in free agency? You know, polls kind of, if, if we're going to go free agency, I wouldn't be surprised if we go offensive line and linebacker. Now, just because we're going to a four, three offensive line. If you move someone in, do you bring in a, like we've always talked about, okay, do you move Borum in to play guard? Then maybe do move Jenkins in a right tackle. And you bring in like a young left tackle, not like a Jason Peters. Yeah, I uh, I, I heard I forgot what Olin Krutz had like what he would do. It was like you move Tevin back to right tackle. You I can't remember I can't believe if you remember if he said he signed Daniels or not, but it was move Tevin to right, sign a left tackle, white hair. I think Daniels was included. As well, but it was something along those lines. But he had Tevin. Do you put Borum, you put Borum as your guard? Yes, that's what it was. He had Borum at uh, right guard. So and Tevin Borum, I think he said Daniels white hair, and then you sign a left tackle. Left tackle. That's how you would go in. Uh, that left he would do gotta, it. That left tackle's got to be younger than like thirty-two. <laughs> yeah, please don't bring in a Jason Peters or a, yeah, some guy who's thinking about retiring or you know i know well, i know washington has a really good guy who's up for free agency but i i don't think he's gonna be signing with the bears i forget his name but um he's been like a pro bowler before i forget his name it's not it's not fucking watch his mccall who used to be on the bears um, oh <laughs> yeah they, i know who you're talking about. yeah they have a, a really good left tackle that that's someone who's just like okay go get him if you're gonna spend yeah. money uh, you know, I, I, I think it's interesting. We've talked about this. Kind of divert a little bit. And I saw it from another news article. You know, a lot of players have wanted to get involved in helping scout and helping with the development of finding new GMs and coaches. And actually, the Blackhawks are doing this now. Um, I saw Patrick Sharp, Kane. Or not Kane, uh, Hosa, and I, and I think Eddie Olchek are helping scout the new GM. Do you mm-hmm. think Bears could be doing this with like certain like now that now that they have their two main guys, but to help coach players or help recruit free agents, like what the Blackhawks are doing for like a GM? I get like a, it's totally different. Yeah, different like levels of like what listening the to players listen looking for to people who knows what it takes to be successful in a city. 
or win championships. Uh, I think so. I mean, like, why wouldn't you want to use players like Owen Cruz, who's like actively said, I want to help. Like, I want to help this organization that I've played for and I love. Like, why wouldn't you bring them in to, like, teach O-line, especially when you and it's in a position group that needs it? Like, why wouldn't you have them come in? Or if Peanut Tillman wants to come in and do, like, a clinic on the Peanut Punch or stuff like that, that's, like, that's why you have all these legends around and you want or help you can't just use them to like yeah you can't just use them just to like show off and sell like jerseys or promote stuff have them actually help out your actual football team i, I would absolutely be for it yeah yeah i thought it was interesting what the blackhawks were doing i'm like you know if they're gonna if they're doing it why can't the bears do that you know yeah i mean it makes sense i think just really really quickly before we move on the the only coaching hire that we didn't talk about that I think kind of affects the bears is one that they didn't make and that didn't sign. And we mentioned it earlier, right? At the beginning of our podcast was Harbaugh is going to be back at yeah, Michigan, Michigan, which is great because yep. it would have been, it would have been just deflating as Harbaugh. We all talked about him before two episodes ago saying that he was kind of our top choice. And if the bears couldn't get him, because of a money thing and the fact that he would possibly be going to not just another NFL team, but a team in our division, that would have just been completely deflating. And that I could imagine that would just be, yeah, about it sounds like you months know, the Vikings. And months and months. He wanted a Gruden type deal. I know that. Yeah. And he's, he's making a lot of money in, at Michigan. Um, he would, he could have used it for leverage for Michigan. He would have Michigan. fucked Michigan over. Like, yeah. Because I, it's National Signing Day this week. Or I mm-hmm. think it's today or tomorrow, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and you know, for college coaches, like they're hitting the recruitment trail, you know, months ago, right? If you're a recruit and Harbaugh pulls out, you're like, "Fuck, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to enter the transfer pool," right? So then Michigan's mm-hmm. fucked, right? Um. Yeah, he would have done 30. I don't know if he could have turned around Minnesota. I think Minnesota is probably just a step above us. You know, like what? So he runs the ball more with Dalvin Cook and Dalvin Cook's getting a little older. You know, he's not a spring chicken anymore. Um, Can you win with Kirk Cousins or is Kirk Cousins just eh? Like he'll win you a division, but he's not going to win you two playoff games in a row. Yeah, and he's making a lot of money too. So they might just have to keep them because no one's going to want to trade for that contract yeah. for that quality of yeah. player. So, I mean, I think the Vikings probably were going to be a, a reach for him anyway. You know, when he came into um, San Francisco from Stanford, like San Francisco had a lot of young talent on it, you know? Yeah. I mean, you saw in a solid defense. They made it to multiple NFC championship games with uh, yeah. and a Super Bowl with Harbaugh. You know, like Vernon Davis was just entering his prime, you know, mm-hmm. and that defense you know, was Patrick Willis legit scary was in his prime, you know, Bowman, the, the D lineman and what's his face? Like the, the D lineman that before we went crazy, like something Smith, Eldon Smith. Oh, yeah, that guy was a couple other guys in there. A couple of Williams, yeah. I think, from the line that were really good. I mean, he had, I mean, he was able to take. You know, Alex Smith, and then he had Kaepernick, like, boom, boom, and they, they won with both. Um, you know, I think he probably looked at it 
you know, I think the Vikings are kind of pissed off because you were, I think they were kind of competing with the Bears. You know, you're in that similar spot. You're waiting to see what Green Bay does, right? The, obviously, we know that they won to Justin Fields last year, and the Bears got in front of them and got him. That's Ooh. great. They wanted Ryan Poles, right? Ryan Poles was going to interview in the in Minnesota the day he had a second interview in Chicago. I think George did the smart thing of making making sure he did not leave the building without a contract, you know. And, and I think him surrendering his power to say, "Hey, this is Poles' team. You make the final call on the head coach and the staff. That's why you hire a general manager." And you know. To credit to George McCaskey, you know, you swallow your pride a little bit and you say, fine, let's make a deal. Got his guy that obviously yep. had to take off the Vikings. And now you think that before, like so many teams were in the running for Harbaugh, you know, he had talks with the Bears, but never had a true interview. It looks like he's going there and he decides to go back to Michigan. Like through Minnesota, you got to be livid. Oh, yeah. The, I was looking on the uh, Minnesota Vikings subreddit and just on Twitter and People are going a little uh, off the deep end there, which you love to see when it's a, a rival. They don't uh, have a head coach. Team. They don't have a head coach. And not saying like we've talked about this before. You do not need to be the first coach hired, right? Mm. You don't want to do that. What is the best coach for your organization? If it's Matt Eberflus, I support that, right? I think a lot of times in the NFL, there's such a rush to get the new newest toy for your team and it's not always the best fit well and now whoever the vikings hire it's always it's just going to seem like a consolation prize because everyone had their eyes set on harbaugh they, and they wanted whoever polls it is. they wanted polls <laughs> and they wanted harbaugh and they got nothing oh that's great to see so whoever, the poor they guy who was the poor guy who's gonna get the head coaching job at the vikings is just gonna go in there people are just gonna have shoes to fill and like i don't think zimmer should have been fired at all I like, like Zimmer. I like he, hey, he's an Illinois State guy. Go Redbirds, baby. Um I think that was like a rushed fire. I get why they did it, but like come on, they're not better than Green Bay. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, come on now. Like they're just barely better than the Bears. That's where the Vikings are at. Yeah, they're they're not primed with like they're not set up with in their prime players, or they're not set up like, oh, we got you know, all these up-and-coming up talent. I know they have pl- plenty of, like, great players, Jefferson, Cook, um, some guys on the defense, but, like, it's just it's still kind of not set up where I feel like it would be beneficial for Harbaugh to... to yeah, yeah. Um, Which is great. I love to see it. Yeah, our second and third biggest rival. Um, let me ask you this, kind of going back into our divisional rivals. What did you think of polls? Because he's gotten some flack on this. As kind of like a corny thing. I loved it. That we are going to take the North and we are never going to give it back. What did you think of that comment? Uh, I was, I read it and I was just, I was bricked up. I was right. I like, I, I, I get that. It's corny. Happy. I get that. Oh, it's corny. It's a soundbite, but it's true. It's like, well, and you never heard anything like that with Ryan Pace. Ryan Pace was, you know, it's kind of, kind of just like nice to hear like a little, little nugget for the, the fans. It did and, remind me of, Lovey Smith when he said our number one goal is to beat the Green Bay Packers. And it's like I like I know you said like it's kind of corny or whatever, but you know, 
we have been bottom feeders or just underperforming in the division. So if that's your goal, that's great. That's what we want as fans, as an organization. So not only it's, it is kind of corny and like, like coachy talk or whatever, but statement is true. Like that's what you want as an organization. If you're a GM, you want to set high standards for yourself and hopefully all the, hopefully all those things come true and it leads us to many, many Super Bowls. I think, you know, the problem was, you know, for the past 10 years, 10 years or so, yes, have we won the division one time? Okay, congratulations. We made the playoffs twice. Yay. We have been battling the Vikings for basically second or third place. Yeah. Right. For the yeah. most part. Yeah. For, for the, the, the John Fox, guys. the John Fox years were rough. Like, yeah, we've, we've finished in fourth, I think, all three of those years. But for the most part, and there is a huge drop off between first place and second place in this division. Oh yeah, it's. I mean, what I, was it? Th- what was it this year? It was thirteen and four. Or, yeah, there and was something like that. And the Vikings, Vikings were, were like eight and nine or nine and yeah. eight. Yeah, that's not even close. And I wouldn't even say like they were a good nine and eight. Or no, good, it was like stumbled into it. Yeah, it, it. He's not wrong. We have to figure out what we need to do. And get it done. Like if and I don't I don't want to be having this same discussion. If next year sucks, I don't want to just do a quick quick and fire. Because that doesn't solve anything. Yeah. I mean if you gave Ryan Pace seven years, you can't just be right. like, I want I need to turn around and you know, we didn't we didn't win the, the north because you said you did. So now you gotta go. So like if there's dysfunction on the team. Right, and there's fights, and they are undisciplined with penalties like they were last year, or if the offense is just even worse and Fields isn't progressing, yeah, that's different. And that just might be coaching. But if there are signs that they're getting closer in games, that the offense looks good, and like you can get decent draft picks back or land yourself in a different position in the draft, then I think, you know, 2023 is the real year. We we go try to win the division and, and, and go for it. I just want Bears fans to be realistic and patient. And I know <laughs> we've been asked, okay. Bear fans have been yep. told that's li- that. That's likely going to happen. Their entire lives. <laughs> but maybe take a playbook from the Cubs and be like, hey, and I get that football, you can win. You can turn it around quickly. Look at the Bengals, you know. Mm-hmm. But. You know, we don't want to be a flash in a pan. You know, you want to, to have sustained success is everything I could ask for. Every GM says in every goddamn, you know, press conference, sustained success is our goal. I mean, how nice would it be to come on next year or next football season and on our podcast talk about big wins and like, wow, that was great to see this guy progress. And oh, my goodness, the defense were lights out like four turnovers. Yeah. Can you believe it? Like that's. You know, not only is it like just as a fan, but for the the content like perspective, like it's tiring just like ragging on the team all the time and being like, this sucks to watch. And what do we got to do? So that's that's also something we got to think about. Yeah, it's kind of like baseball this year for Tim and I. It's just like, OK, I don't think the Cubs are a third place team. They may not be a fourth place team in their division. Yeah, I mean, we stopped but talking about like- the Cubs on the podcast because like. We suck. Yeah, like, what else do you want to talk about? <laughs> even the guys who are playing now, they're not going to be on the team next year or in two years. 
You know, it's like, okay, who can be here? Yeah. Right. Who is going to be here? <laughs> what do they look like for the next three or four years? So that's, I know it's a lot to ask. And I know bear fans on Twitter and on Facebook are completely delusional at times, but that brings me to my next point, Kevin. And I have what? some bear news. Some bear news. I, we're not going to do some flashing bear news. I feel like that's we got to reserve that's that when all three of us are here. Yeah. This is this is like a different type of bear news. It's not an actual bear. Part bear, I would say. Half he played bear. Like, he played like a bear. He is the soul of the Chicago Bears, and that's Dick Buckus. That's my that's my one and only Bears jersey, Dick Buckus, baby. Yeah, I mean he's a legend. He's a god. He's one of the football gods, but now he's becoming a god somewhere else, and that's on Twitter. Kevin, have you been seeing Dick Buckus's tweets? I have seen multiple of his tweets, and that's like the if you were like they're hysterical. This is like the least like expected place that you would think he would show up. Like if you would have said like oh, old man on his phone or his tablet tweeting all day. <laughs> yeah, if you were expecting. Like, I mean, I've we've heard that before. <laughs> if you had me like finish that sentence, if I didn't know the story already, like he's the legend of, I could have guessed like, I don't know, opening up restaurant franchises or, yeah, you know, just number of things. Twitter would have been probably way down on my list of guesses where he'd be, but he's crushing it right now. He's calling out everyone, Aaron Rodgers, Packer fans. Um, I know I, we, I mentioned in our little pre-show is that people checked on Dick Butkus, his neighbors like checked on him to see if he was doing okay because he wasn't tweeting for a while and he was because he's been so active recently which is funny to see and it's great to see that we have the, the support of a really old legend of the Chicago Bears and he's just trolling people on Twitter as well which is I hope he continues it I hope here, it's not here are some of times. his tweets here are some of his tweets from the past couple days um I think it's great to see Giselle let Tom Brady retire. Hopefully she'll let him keep Rob Gronkowski in the yard. <laughs> like that, oh my God. That, like he's just kind of like a borderline, like it's walking Groundhog. the line of being offensive. It's but Groundhog like he, Day, which yeah, means the New York Jets have already been eliminated from playoff contention. This has almost 20,000 likes. <laughs> like just like un, unprovoked. The new O-line coach for the Packers. Great to see you moving up with an expansion team. Jesus. And he's going after his own family, which, I mean, obviously I it's the Packers, so you got to. But, like, the, and these aren't just, like, oh, like, let's laugh because an old guy said something. So, like, it wasn't really funny, so we're going to laugh. Like, these are actually, like, legit funny tweets that he's putting out there. So kudos to you, Dick Butkus. And follow us at Team Bear Podcast maybe on it's Maybe it's me. But it's always it's almost seemed like Aaron Rodgers was distracted last night, like someone was in his head. Funny, the orange juice tastes a little bit sweeter this morning. Like that was that was after the that Packers was after lost. the Packers lost. He he got in like Dave. He called out like Dave Portnoy on one of them after they lost, and Dave Portnoy was like, "Am I getting trolled by Dick Buckus right now?" And, you know, it's like, you know here's the, the Bears you're not gonna, a, he's even called out people who've like responded to him like, Dick, I ha I used to have your jersey as a kid. And he's like, why do you still fit into a kid's jersey? <laughs> like he is savage to people who respond to him. 
Yeah, he must be bored or he just like is really, really enjoying Twitter because it's new to him. But it's great to see. I, if I were the Bears, I would give him control of like the, the Bears uh, like PR accounts and have him like control Twitter and Instagram for a day and just see what see what that old man does oh, going yeah. after teams. He, sh- he should be the new director of social media. I'd love it. All right, Jack, what do you say? We haven't done one of these in a while. No, it's been a while. We've been kind of doing our shows off the cuff. Yeah, and it, I think it's working out great for us. But we're going to go back to a little bit more structure here. We're going we're gonna to blow off the dust, and we're going to do some power rankings today. And I'm going to let you give the reason why we're doing these power rankings, and it has to do with a certain team in your city right now. Yeah, my adopted hometown. An, your adopted hometown making a announcement. So go ahead and uh, yeah. lead us in. So those who didn't know, um, the Washington football team is no more. They are now the Washington Commanders. Horrible. Trash. Most meh name I think I've ever. Corporate suit name that they could have thought of. The safest pick ever. Lame. We were obviously, you know, we were fans of Red Hogs. I know we also talked about Red Wolves as our multi-million dollar plan Um, for them that they could have used for free. I didn't like the Admirals, you know. I like Admirals better than Commanders, but they're still both, they're both bad. Admirals, I mean, you already got the midshipmen at the Naval Academy, which is about a half hour away. Like, well, I I went, no, I meant like a bunch of like David Robinsons, like that's their new logo, the Admiral. I think you, yeah, yeah, they they should have like Admiral Akbar on their helmet. That would have been, I mean, insane. Um, but they went. With the commanders, uh, I was getting lunch today and I was walking back and I saw three cars promoting it. There were like two, I don't know, like Subarus. And then in the middle car, there was a truck with a lit up screen that like was flashing that said commander. So all three cars were painted in the commander's colors with the logos on the doors and on the hoods. Uh, and they were just driving through you know, my, my neighborhood trying to pump up the team, you know, trying to run a grassroots campaign to get people excited about commanders. I'll tell you what, I'd never seen Twitter so unified before of people just dunking on commanders. Oh my God. I, I mean, it I might was... be the only thing that is most unified as this, this is a really <laughs> bad name. If anything's going to unify, uh, you know, people in dc it's gonna yeah, be commanders DC might be unified for the first politics time. aside we hate the commander's DC, name this is an awful name the, well I was, gonna, I was gonna ask you actually because i i know on social media and reddit and things like that everyone hates it but what's the what's the perception been like in person have you noticed are people like hyped up weird. about it jumping I in the streets with the commanders? that many like washington fans because dc is itself is a very big transplant city you know it, it changes a lot depending on elections every four, four or eight years, you know, the administrations change, um, you know, and you recruit people from all over the country to come here. So like, I, I don't, I should text my friend, see what she feels about, like she's from, um, DC and I'll be curious to see what her, her thoughts are, but I don't know a lot of like DC sports fans. 
So there's no fanfare like on the mall in DC. Like, no, I haven't Commanders, seen anything. Let's go. Yeah, I haven't seen anything on the mall. Um, I saw their hype video mm. on Twitter today. I thought their hype video wasn't bad. Um, I saw those three cars going around DuPont Circle, but that's about it. I mean, when I was in DC, it sounds like I mean I didn't I didn't see the uh, the thing you're talking about the cars with the um, commanders on there. But there was when I was in DC before you moved there, there was a bigger like following for the uh, well I forgot I forgot what the cause was something with Cuba like or Puerto Rico. Yeah, a, no, it was, it was Cuban protest. And Cuban I was, protesting. Yep, I was there. Yep. It, the much bigger following and like fanfare for yeah. that than the Washington Commanders. So yeah, and not a good like, pick. Like Washington, like the past few years, like they have two championships, obviously with the Capitals and the Nationals. Um, the Wizards are just a lost cause, even though I think the Wizards have some decent uniforms, kind of going back to the old Bullet years. You know the 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 Washington football organization you know has three super bowl wins but they've been inept for the past 25 years just like the bears um yeah i i'd be curious to see what actual dc people feel like i'm gonna guess they're gonna not they're not gonna they're, they don't like it that's my guess i bet you it's the like the ultimate eye roll it's got a good feeling oh, about that god yeah but but, but anyway power rankings yes 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 your least favorite um Sport names, nicknames. I will say mine are all professional. I didn't want to expand into like high school or college. So I stuck with all three professional teams. Gotcha. I did not. I, I mixed it up. Um, I do have one professional team in there. But anyway, I, I, I did more of a dumbest, like stupid, like, oh, that's such a bad name. But uh, anyway. Okay. Uh, oh, what's mine? Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Start it out. The Utah Jazz. Uh, they are actually playing on the TV in front of me right now. Dumb. dumb Very thing. dumb. Been like that forever. There's no music allowed in Utah. Yes. It's the most boring state. It's gorgeous out, but like the people are boring. I think we mentioned the name, like the reason behind it. They were the New Orleans Jazz. Cool name. Way cooler name. The city represents it. Yeah. Like, they should have just changed the name when they moved. It could have been like the mountains or plateaus. Utah slopes or there you go. Yeah. Well, I I, Utah Jazz, dumb, dumb. Uh, My number three, and this is a this is one from a very uh, non-professional league. It's a team in Green Bay, and it's a reason for me not to like it. Um, It's actually the Lingerie Football League team name that. They used they are no longer in existence, um, but it's the Green Bay Chill. It sounds it, like a sounds frozen like drink that. that you would get at a dive bar up in Green Bay. Yeah, it's Jaeger and like mixed with Miller Lite. And and their colors are still green and yellow and white and just like. Of course it is. I mean, and what's the laundry football team look like in Green Bay? I don't want to know. Um, Green Bay Chill, you're my third place worst team name. I mean, Kev, we've been up to northern, more northern parts than Green Bay, and we know what that area is like. Yes. Uh, hard pass. I'm going up there again. Yeah. Yeah. My second one, the NHL team, the Columbus Blue Jackets. 
dumb because were they called blue jackets in the revolutionary war i i, I mean, mean it's supposed to be more of like a civil war thing oh i always thought it was revolutionary because with is it revolutionary i mean because they have the cannon as their logo i mean that they use civil war i, yeah. I still dumb. I, still dumb. dumb like also a blue jacket could also be like a hornet yeah like it's it just like what gets you afraid of a piece of clothing that's dumb like I, I get Red Sox, White Sox, whatever, but those are like old names and old timey names. Like yeah, this team was made in around like past twenty five years or whatever it is. Yeah, they don't really have that that rooted history. Dumb Blue Jackets. That's my second one. And it's in a dumb town, Columbus. Yeah, it's I didn't realize it's Ohio Columbus. State's town. Yeah, it's. I get that. It's weird that Columbus is the largest city in Ohio. I always forget that, but yeah, not a fan. Not a fan. All right, Kev, what's your second? Um, my second is the Seattle Sounders, and the only reason I think it's a completely dumb name is because if you just look up the definition of sounding or sounder, it's not. It's it's a really weird name and dumb name to call a, a professional soccer team. I'll leave it at that. Seattle Sounders is my number two. I saw that. I almost came close to choosing that one. So like the Sounders is that supposed to be like a vibe off their, like their music scene? It, there is a like I did when I looked it up. It has something to do with like you like are able to see or like research what's under the water using like sound vibrations or something like that, but. I my That's way my, too much thought into it. My messed up head thinks goes in a completely different direction, and weird team name, bad team name, Seattle Sounders, and like I don't like that their jersey colors. I get they go along with the Seahawks, but it's very like bright on bright, like the bright blue and the bright bright green. So I'm I'm not I'm all around just. We're gonna have a jersey discussion after. Well, that'll be in the future. Yeah, that's. That's definitely a criteria of what looks good. Like, and I, I, I know Seattle is definitely has a large MLS following the past few years. Like, mm. oh yeah, I mean they're good you, in the MLS terms. Get, but how can you get excited about the Sounders? I'm a proud Sounders fan. Yeah, I bleed <laughs> the fucking Sounders, man. Dumb. That's, yeah, I got. Well, this is my worst one. This is an NBA one. I got another NBA. This is a fairly new team. It's the New Orleans Pelicans. I'm sorry. A Pelican? That is what you're going to name your aunt, <laughs> your team after? The fucking Pelican? The yeah. Pelican. I saw scoops a Pelican. Up, this, scoops up I fish saw, with their I, mouth. I, I, I saw a Pelican this weekend. Um, come on. A Pelican? They did they, 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 they there's nothing to be afraid of a pelican. Like, that's not a, like a ferocious animal. Like literally, they just shit. And like you said, Kev, scoop up fish out of the water if they get lucky. And that's how we're going to represent this organization. Like, bird what does it say? Scoops what does up it, fish with the, its mouth. The, the bird that hangs out by all your shipping docks and shits all over your boats. That's what we're going to name. We're the we're the one bird above the seagull, the pelican. It's like, yeah, it's like if you name your team like the rats or something like that. That's yeah, essentially like what it is. It's like, okay, what's a level above a rat? Street cat? 
I would say. Yeah, alley cats. An alley cat, right? Because I feel like seagull and, and rats, rats are, are equal. Like the same, absolutely. Yeah, just and pigeons too. If you're not like by a coast, yeah. you know, they just shit. They serve no no purpose. And then there's like that second tier of like animals. A dirty animal. Yeah, pelican and like alley cat are close. To yeah, or like, or like yeah, like street dog. <laughs> yeah, street dog. <laughs> like random like fox <laughs> yeah know? just like flea ridden just little there's nothing good about a pelican they're like obviously they're an organization that's never been good they're just unproductive animals in the animal like and it reflects kingdom. their team and their organization it absolutely does i mean and that's like why their jerseys aren't appealing they're like blue red and gold it's like a bad 90s look I mean, like, I, I don't see many teams named the Alley Cats, the Street Dogs, or uh, Rats. <laughs> so, I mean, take I a mean, page out of those books. Like, I get that the Hornets left Charlotte, and then they went to New Orleans for a while. And then they were the New Orleans Hornets. And then they went back. And then the Charlotte Bobcats. Remember when there was a Charlotte Bobcats? That's basketball? a bad team name, too. Bobcats. Like, so generic. Yeah. Wildcat, That's, Bobcats. And then the Bobcats became the Hornets again. And then, like, New Orleans, get your teams right. Tell, tell the Jazz to give them your team name and then have the Jazz come up with something different. I had the Jazz become the Pelicans. Yeah, There's no swap. Pelican. There's no Pelican. You, they might as well. Can you trade naming rights? Like, can you say, oh, we're, we're going to trade the Pelicans and... Or Zion Williamson to the Jazz, so we can have the Jazz team name back. I don't know. Do you want Zion I mean, the, right now? He's not. He has not looked good. I mean, yeah, but he's he's eating well down there. Yeah. Because that's going to take a good. I mean, because the Jazz is the better name compared to Pelicans, so you got to give a better asset with your team you, name. You, okay, so let's hear yours, and then I want to ask you what your worst NBA team name is, or unless it's an NBA team, what is All your right, worst? It is not. I feel like I'm kind of cheating here because it's an XFL team name. Okay, that's fine. Um, and it's, I was going back and forth between two, one from the old XFL, one from the new XFL. And I went with the new team and that is the St. Louis battle Hawks. It's funny. You say that. That's just a terrible name. When I was living in St. Louis for a little bit and my sister can attest to this, when the Rams left, people loved the battle Hawks. It was like their big F you. To the NFL. Where well, you really showed people, them. They're in the Super Bowl and you're wearing Battlehawk merchandise. Hoodies. Yeah. Like people would fly. <laughs> them. People would fly St. Louis Cardinals and Blues flags next to the Battlehawk flag. And you're now you're repping the worst team name, in my opinion. And they're, out they're, there. they're, they're no longer in existence. I mean, people in St. Louis are a little off, they can't drive. It's the scariest place to drive. And their pizza's horrible. I mean, I mean it, it makes sense that they would support a team named so bad. A Battle Battlehawk seems like a kid came up with it in Madden. Or like they named their like created video game character. Like what's like two badass like words I, I can mash that's together. Like that's like what Step Brothers would say. Yeah, like battle like Battlehawk. You just like you just throw like a cool like verb and a cool noun together. Like not a fan. 
there's so many like things that you can come with that are better, but Battlehawk is my number one. The other one that I was alluding to in the old XFL was the Memphis Maniacs. You want to take a guess how that's spelled, Jackson? No. Is it wrong? It's, it's way off. Not even close. Sh- shoot me so with it. The old, the old Memphis Maniacs was spelled M-A-N-I-A-X. Maniacs. Wait, do that again. <laughs> M-A-N-I-A-X. That's like when people spell my name with an X. And they were they were rocking with that back in the day. So that was my That's so other dumb. one I was thinking about. But Battlehawks is clearly worse. I don't want to, you know. Wait, you were gonna. What were you gonna ask about the NBA? Would you agree the Pelicans are the worst name in the uh, NBA? Um, just qu- quickly going going through. Because I, I, would... I feel like the NHL and the NBA probably have the worst names collectively. If we were to yeah. go through each league. Yeah, I'd say the NHL has a pretty bad ones as well, and and former NHL Se- team names. I thought Seattle's did a good job with their new name, the Kraken. Kraken, like that's not bad. Yeah, they did do a bust with the other one, Golden Knights. I think is a complete. Golden Knights is bad. Dumpster that's fire of a bad name. one. That that's a good one. I feel like the NHL is either like iconic, or like just not good. Like Dallas Stars, like eh, like okay, whatever. They used to, but they used to be in Minnesota. Yeah, the North Stars is way cooler. Yeah. So, but yeah, I'd probably I'd probably say to answer your question that Pelicans is the worst. Jazz is up there. Kings, I'm not a big fan of. Kings have been. Uh, I give a pass on the Kings. Kings have been, been around, around for a while, for 70 years. Yeah. Um, I think Orlando Spurs, Magic is kind of dumb. There's a lot of like wizardy. The Washington Wizards is bad. Yeah, it is bad. I think they, could, col- they should be text- the Bullets again. You collect. You texted me today. Saying DC probably has the worst collective sports teams' names, I would probably agree with that. Yeah, yeah, it's like, like th- three, like, oh wow, you really thought for two minutes on those team names, and then you have Wizards. <laughs> like, all right, it's like, all right, we'll like the parents will pick a couple, and then the ki- give the kid one. Wizards, yeah, Nationals, bland, Capitals, bland, and I get the Capitals have been around since the '70s. But still bland. Yeah. Um, and commanders. Com- yeah. Now the commanders. Um. Yeah. There's there's a lot of bad team names. There's a lot. I mean, I think a good team name has to kind of like represent the city a little bit. It's nice when it has history, like Chicago yeah. Bulls, meatpacking like, industry, Steelers. Like I didn't. I didn't know this. The New Jersey Devils. Do you know why they're called the Devils? Uh, I do not. I know that they did move from Colorado, but they were a different team name. So the New Jersey Devils started because there's an urban legend in like the 1800s where this lady gave birth to like 13 kids. And she said to let this last one be a devil, you know, because they always say a, a child's a blessing. And. The kid came out and he was like a monster, like a, an actual devil with like wings and hooves and whatever. And he stormed off into the New Jersey like woods and like people have sworn they've seen the devil or like he eats farmland animals and stuff. I'm like, that's OK, bad. that's kind of cool. That's kind of cool. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, that's kind of a cool way to because I always just thought when I was a kid, like, oh, they're just a devil 
Okay. Oh, then the, then the. If, but I think uh, when a team has meaning to it, like that, it makes sense. So yeah, I mean, Utah, like I mean, you could just do like mountains or something like that, like Utah Yetis or something like Utah. Utah Bigfoot. Utah, yeah, or Utah, something like. Rams. I remember the so, Avalanche, like as a kid, I had like a random Avalanche jersey. For that's a pretty cool name. That's I like. I that. like the Avalanche, but they cool. had like a they had the like foot. a Yeti foot. You mm-hmm. remember the Yeti foot on yeah. the jersey? That was yeah, cool. pretty cool. All right, Jack, you got anything else? I think we uh, I think we hit everything. I think it was a good episode. Good yeah, podcast. I mean, I think we can definitely go into more team names. Oh, yeah, we could go on. We can make this a three-hour episode talking about team names, and that would lead into jerseys and logos, but we got to save those. we got to save that after the Super Bowl, man. Absolutely, because we're kind of in no man's land once once Super Bowl's over. And we're coming out with ideas, you know? I think I pressed an idea. Like, I think we might give a fan idea of a vote um, where the our listeners choose what we need to talk about. It could be anything. And so we, we have to come in researched you know about it obviously you know we don't want to cause anything too controversial like we're not gonna be talking about politics or the economy or what's going on in ukraine or whatnot but like whatever sports somewhat related to or goofy pop culture thing like that would be really funny and we have to come prepared well if people want to talk about like farming i'll talk about farming i will talk about farming we have no idea about farming or like a bad to, reality. I've been, to, I've been to Iowa a few times. I think I got a, at least a little background. So um, we have to talk about like bad reality TV shows and what our thoughts are. That'd we be got a lot of things. We got a lot of things cooking up. And then when yeah, and the way this baseball um, lockout's going could be a long, could long, be a long, long way for content. Talking about random shit. But all right, that was episode 32, I believe. I'm never sure. I'm, I'm always just kind of pulling it out of my ass. Third two of the Team Bear Sports Podcast. Uh, thank you for listening. You can find our podcast anywhere you like to listen to your podcast. Uh, I'm Kevin. That is Jackson. Tim is still trying to work on his cable. Hopefully, we'll see him next week. And Team Bear out. Thank you. Thank you. And go Bears! <laughs>